This is the Wildflower Bee Farm Report for Monday, May 18th, 2020. Sorry, it's been a while since I've logged in, and uh, I wanted to just uh, give you an update on what's happening here on the farm, and I promised to do more frequent, what I would call rain day podcast. It's raining today, and wind is blowing, so I uh, can't get out there and do anything, and I'll tell you a bit about what I've been doing. Um, if you go to wildflowerbeefarm.com and you're a member, you'll see the video of the... Uh, the beehives working, the two beehives we have at the farm, and you'll also see a, a shot of me on my tractor. Uh, what we're doing in stages, and, and it's, it's really quite fascinating. So on the past weekend, I was able to work up around 15 acres, 12 to 15 acres, uh, to be able to plant the clovers. Now, the clovers, this is the permanent section of the wildflower bee farm. So the, these clovers will continually be provided to the bees uh, starting this year. And um, probably late summer, July, August, before they start to produce. But it's pretty exciting because um, it's designed to help them with that type of nectar and, and pollen. Um, we've also learned, I've, I've learned a great deal about uh, the different uh, species of wildflowers we have existing on the farm, as well as uh, trees that, uh, that assist pollinators. And I'll talk a bit about that later. So... I was preparing the land first to disc it up. Last year it was in corn. I disced it up and then uh, broadcast seeded the clover and then rolled it in with a roller. Now let me tell you the various varieties of clover that we're planting and have planted on the weekend. Allsick clover, A-L-S-I-K-E, Balanza clover, Crimson clover, which I'll talk about in a minute as far as a cover crop to the wildflower in Tallgrass Prairie, Yellow sweet clover, White sweet clover, Hairy vetch, and purple prairie clover. I have a bit of that I ordered to test. Now, the all of those clovers, with the exception of crimson, are going to be uh, continuing with us. Some are annuals, some are biannuals, some are... We're just going to continue to work with those clovers, but the crimson is going to be planted uh, primarily on the 18 acres where we have uh, the wildflowers and native prairie. It's all native prairie. Some have pollinators in it to be planted in the fall, which we've learned is the best way to plant... Uh, uh, plant them. Now, let me explain to you what the tall grass prairie, uh, and I just received the list from my provider, um, and I'm pretty excited about it. I switched providers, and I won't talk about that today because I don't think it's necessary, but certainly saw a, a, a incredible customer service in this new provider. I will tell you they're at St. Williams Nursery and Ecology Center in St. Williams, and they're just an outstanding group. Here's the list of what I'll be planting in the fall. Uh, for uh, Tallgrass Prairie. A big blue stem, Indian grass, Canada rye, slender wheatgrass, switchgrass, showy trefoil, trefoil, T-R-E-F-O-I-L, brown-eyed Susans, sweet oxy, Virginia mountain mint, New Jersey tea, foxglove, beard tongue, bush clover, prairie sinkfoil, wild bergamot, Common milkweed. Now, we had to change the common milkweed to another milkweed that doesn't look the same because Mary had to pull milkweed as a kid, and there's no way she wants to purposely plant milkweed on the farm. So we're taking that out and putting a different type of milkweed in, which, as you know, is amazing for monarchs and other butterflies. Upland white aster, town mustard, early goldenrod, and arrow-leaved aster. Now, that will be the seed makeup of the fall uh, seeding of the uh, tall grass prairie in about 18 acres, and about 12 acres will remain as clover forever. So that's a, that's a very exciting uh, sort of time here in looking at how we're sort of gradually changing a 30 acres of 
corn and soybeans and other things into uh, 30 acres and the entire farm, 50 acres of wildflower uh, bee farm. The two hives that we have, and if you become a member, go to wildflowerbeefarm.com. You can certainly become a member. The two hives that we do have, we have one placed um, just on the edge of the property where the clover is going to be uh, coming up soon, and the other is back in the bush uh, where it's uh, sort of nestled in a protective area, yet open, big open area to fly south and get that early morning sun as well. The... um, Idea being the other bees should arrive in about a week or two, and that will put us up to full uh, uh, capacity, and then I'll be getting involved with more of the splitting, splitting the highs, which we'll be showing on the on the blog, and we'll also be talking more about different methods to, to handle the varroa mite that seems to have been devastating many hives, including ours uh, this past winter. So the uh, rain that we just had, probably great for the clover I planted uh, just on the weekend. And uh, unfortunately, it'll keep us off the land to finish the preparation and seeding of the crimson clover, which I anticipate to to happen by next Friday. We're looking at a couple days of unsettled weather, but then it will be quite warm here and sunny, and hopefully that will dry it up enough so that we can finish. One thing you should know about the wildflower bee farm is the... And I noticed this, obviously, on the weekend when I was working it up with the disc, is the uh, various soils that we have. So near the top of the hill, we have uh, gravel, very light, sandy gravel soil. And as you move down into sort of what I call the the bottom of that uh, ridge, we have a significant amount of black, uh, black muck, which is often used uh, for celery, lettuce, other vegetables. We have probably 7 to 10 acres of that. And then as you push toward the back, you get more of the sandy loam and then finally clay at the very back near where the bush is, which is a bit wet, has some wetter sections. Of it. And some of the clovers, the fascinating part is being able to um, plant different varieties on the front part to take care of some of the different soil, but also in the back. Hopefully the uh, tall grass prairie will be able to adapt to the different soils as well. So we're pretty excited about that aspect. Also did some research. Uh, the local farmers beside us are going to be growing soybeans. I believe the one and the other will be as well. And, and this, even though soybeans are self-pollinators, they, they've done a great deal of science to show that the production of soybeans increases by anywhere from 10 to 50% if there are uh, honeybees working uh, those soybean fields. Now, it remains to be seen what our bees will do because eventually they'll have pretty much all they need just on our 50 acres. But I think the, you know... Uh, a 30-acre or 50-acre soybean field in full bloom beside us will be hard for them to ignore. So we'll keep track of that. The other part of the Wildflower Bee Farm is we're going to be doing some research over time, and we'll be talking about that as we move through other podcasts. So we're we're going to continue to report how our bees are doing and how our... um, how are different procedures to help the bees? Remember, we're not beekeepers, we're bee helpers. Also, would be happy to take any any of your questions you may have. You can go to wildflowerbeefarm.com and reach out, become a member, and we look forward to continuing to report to you how we're converting a regular farm into a wildflower bee farm. Again, I'm Henry. Have an amazing week, and we'll talk soon.